Hello, and welcome to episode six of Self-Discovery with me, Jacqueline Steele. Today is a Q&A episode. For season one of Self-Discovery, I'm planning on releasing a solo episode on Mondays and then a Q&A episode on Wednesday. So today must be a Wednesday if you are listening. So happy Wednesday to you. I am recording right now. It's 8 a.m. and I've been up since 5.30, but I haven't been talking a lot, so my voice is not quite warmed up. So if I sound extra deep in this episode, it's because my vocal cords are still sleeping a little bit. So anyway, uh, if you do have a question about self-discovery or about coming alive or finding your purpose then please feel free to submit your question at jacquelinesteelinternational.com slash selfdiscoverypod. There is no question that is stupid or irrelevant or unimportant. Okay, now that I have all of the business stuff laid out and taken care of, I want to dive into today's question, which comes from Star of Oni on Instagram. And he asked, why does inner healing seem to take forever? And I love this question. And I think that this question is so courageous because I think we all ask it in our minds, but I don't know that it's verbalized very often or that people admit it very often. So kudos to Star of Onyi uh, because this is a big question and this is a big question for me to tackle. So I'm going to do my best. And of course, I can only speak from my own experience but I have certainly asked myself this very question over and over in some of my darkest and most difficult moments. Before I talk about what really aided and sped up the process of my own inner healing, I want to first address what I feel like prolonged uh, my suffering. And I also want to say that I think in life, we experience cycles of healing as we grow in consciousness. I think the more that we expand, the more we are called to heal whatever it is that is holding us back. So please don't feel discouraged. This is just a very gentle PSA. Please don't feel discouraged if you feel like you healed from something a long time ago and it's creeping back up again. We are continually called to go deeper and deeper on this journey of self-discovery. So if an old wound is coming back up, it is my belief that you're being called to go deeper and heal further. So here are some of the reasons my pain and suffering was prolonged um, and it felt like my healing seemed to take forever. The first reason is I didn't want to admit I was in pain because it made me feel weak. You know, my lineage is... Scandinavian and Danish and English and Irish. And these are cultures that are historically tight-lipped about emotional matters and matters of the heart. And so growing up, um, I wasn't supposed to cry or complain or voice any kind of negative emotional feelings. And I think in life, you know, we need to have tough skin at times and we need to be strong enough to handle all of the things that life throws at us because as we know life can be so difficult sometimes but growing up in that kind of environment 
it inadvertently taught me to stuff my feelings. And if they did bubble up, it was pretty apparent that they were a weakness. And so as an adult addressing my pain, it was extra hard to heal because I felt like my pain made me weak. Another reason, I didn't want to admit I was in pain because it made me feel shame. This is an extension of growing up in an environment, again, where emotion is seen as weakness. And that weakness made me feel shame, specifically like I wasn't good enough or strong enough and that I didn't have what it took to overcome the feelings and the trauma that I had experienced. I thought, well, if I was just a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser, I'd be able to figure this out and get over it. So that negative self-talk that was based in shame and the fear of appearing weak really held me back. Another reason, and this is an extension of what I just said, is instead of fully admitting my pain, I beat myself up for not having known better, done better, worked harder. And this is a difficult one because I think it's so human to wish we knew what we didn't know. But in in our life experience, in the present moment, we have a set of emotional tools. And if you don't have that tool in your toolbox for the job, that's not necessarily your fault. We can learn and grow and take responsibility for our actions and for the way that we live our lives. But if you have never experienced something before, I think it's unrealistic to expect yourself to know how to handle or heal from an event that you've never come up against uh, before in the past. So we only know what we know in the moment. And there's you know, I believe that we're all doing our best when we're facing difficult situations. So don't beat yourself up for not knowing better or doing better or working harder in that situation because, again, we we only have the tools that we have in that moment. Another reason, I struggle with perfectionism. And when it came to my pain and my trauma, my perfectionism would rear and does still rear its loud and ugly voice and it would scream at me, how have you not figured out your life yet? Why aren't you stronger, more adept, etc.? And that perfectionism made me feel like I had to be on and ready to go 1000% of the time. And that fed that wheel and cycle of feeling shameful and weak and wishing that I had known better, done better, etc. Another reason, I avoided my pain altogether by driving myself harder and harder at a pace that I couldn't sustain because I was terrified of what I was facing. And so instead of doing the work of healing, and I think, again, this is so human, I just decided to get busy and work harder and harder and harder and harder. Um, and while when you are in pain, I don't think it's a bad thing to focus on working and on positive things in your life. If we do that continually and use work or a hobby as a distraction from our pain and our trauma and our healing, then it will just continue to kick the ball down the field. 
and we'll be faced with it again and again later down the line. So I think in life, we can either choose to pick up that ball and do something with it, or we can continue to kick it down the field, but it's going to exist either way. There's no erasing it altogether if we don't face it and deal with it. Another reason, I had low self-confidence and I was comparing my insides with other people's outsides. In addition, there was also this huge part of me, which I'm sure many of you can relate to, that was afraid of what I would find if I looked at my pain and started to try and heal from it. And again, I think that life brings us opportunities to heal over and over again so that we can expand and become better versions of ourselves. But this idea of being afraid of what I would find now that I have done a lot of healing and come out on the other side, I've noticed over and over again that the fear of what I would find was actually so much worse than the reality of what I found. So just keep that in mind. Fear is a really powerful thing. And if we give it energy, it grows and grows um, like that imaginary monster in the closet. So I think the more we work up the courage to face it and look it in the eyes, the less and less scary it does become in my experience. Okay. So now I want to address what really revolutionized my healing. And I do have an ebook on this and a song about it too. Both are called Didn't Break Me. They're available for free on my website. Just go to JacquelineSteelInternational.com and a little pop-up will pop up and invite you to um, sign up to receive the ebook and the song. And here are six things from that short ebook that I really go into depth in in the ebook that I'm going to touch on now. And the reason I bring up the ebook in the first place is because it is a chronicling of my own healing after really diving into my own childhood trauma and being diagnosed with PTSD when I was 24. So these are things that I chronicled in my journal every morning. Um, I wrote and wrote and wrote for months and as I looked back, I noticed common denominators of what was helping me to feel like myself again and helping me to feel joy and more open to new ways of looking at my life. And so these are those common denominators that are so beautiful in their simplicity, but really revolutionized my own healing. And the first one is sleep. I think when we are hurting, it's hard to shut down and rest. But sleep is one of those things that in order to think clearly and for our bodies to function and for our bodies to be in optimal condition for healing, even if it's emotional, we need rest. We need downtime. We need sleep and we need good sleep. Um, you know, I talk about this in the book, but emotional trauma for me just wiped me out physically. My adrenal glands were shot. I was so tired that I actually couldn't sleep and my anxiety was just through the roof. And so focusing on sleep and making that a priority in my life 
made all of the other things that I had to deal with just a little bit easier. And when you're in a state of pain, even making things 5, 10% easier makes a huge difference. So sleeping was a giant catalyst for my healing. Another catalyst for me was eating well. And what I mean by eating well is eating clean. You know, when we're in pain, I I think it's human tendency for many of us to turn to food to comfort ourselves. I think this is totally normal. And on occasion, I think it's so much fun to have a big bowl of pasta and a, a brownie or whatever it is that is like soul food for you. But when we are in a state of pain or shock, or we've been faced with something that has brought us trauma, our bodies need nourishment. And nourishment comes in the form of fruits and vegetables and legumes and things that are found in the ground and on trees. Um, Things that haven't been overly processed or messed with by human hands. And for me, in my healing, the more I ate well and considered what I was putting in my body, not only did that make me feel good um, and responsible for eating well, but also it deeply affected my mood. You know, I think about how I feel after I eat a piece of pizza. And I'm not saying eating a piece of pizza is wrong, but I feel sluggish and I feel tired. Now, when I think about how I feel after I eat something that's really good for me, like a salad with roasted veggies, I feel energized, my mind feels clear, and I feel good. And when you're in a state of pain, you want to feel good. And so eating well was just a huge, huge part of my healing. Again, even if it isn't you know, a 60% difference in how you feel, another 10% when you are just feeling like shit makes a huge difference. Another thing that helped was moving my body. I think trauma gets lodged in our muscles and in our cells, especially if we haven't dealt with it, especially if we haven't faced it or healed from it, you know, we kind of store it. And so moving my body and finding movement that I enjoyed really helped me to release that from my physical body and it helped me to actively release it from my mind too. You know, when you're running or you're doing Pilates or yoga or lifting weights, you are challenging yourself and challenging yourself and overcoming that challenge is just another tool in your toolbox to then go back to your healing efforts and say, hey, if I can do that, then I can do this. I'm powerful. I'm strong. I'm moving this stuff out of my body and out of my environment. So movement was just such a wonderful and helpful thing for me. And as a side note, I really want to encourage you to find movement that you enjoy. I think, again, often in our culture, we like to whip ourselves into submission and into shape. And for me, that was totally ineffective. When I started thinking about movement as something that was good for my mental health, it revolutionized my desire to actually go and move my body. So trying to do something that you hate doing 
I don't think there's, I don't think there's an upside to that, you know, experiment a little bit. Do you like yoga? Do you like Pilates? Do you like group exercise classes? Do you like running outside? Do you like running on the treadmill? Do you like CrossFit? Do you like spin classes? Whatever it is, it's worth it to find something that you enjoy doing so that you look forward to it versus having something that just feels like an obligation that you're really dreading. Okay. The next thing, and this was huge for me, and it was learning to love myself and accept my current set of circumstances. I think in a lot of ways, my healing took place because I loved myself back to life. And I'll do, uh, I'll, I'm feeling called right now to do another podcast on what loving yourself feels like. And I definitely go into this a lot in my ebook. So please feel free to download that. But learning to love who you are and accept where you are is a catalyst for healing because you're not fighting yourself. And when you're trying to heal and you're fighting your current circumstances or you're fighting the very fabric of who you are, it puts you at a negative 20 instead of a zero. So it's just so much harder to heal if you aren't actively loving yourself and you're not in a state of acceptance with your current circumstances. Another thing that helped me hugely, and again, I, I go into more detail in this in my ebook, was learning to empower myself. I think, you know, because I struggled with low self-esteem, I very often looked outside of myself for validation and empowerment. And on my healing journey, when I discovered that I could do things to empower myself, it really boosted me up. It was like a cup of coffee uh, in the morning, but a cup of coffee for my healing. <laughs> so learning to empower myself, you know, with books, with movies, with podcasts, with inspirational YouTube videos, whatever, whatever it was that made me feel good about myself, I just continued to gravitate toward that and fed that to my mind. And that helped me immensely. Okay. And the next one is patience. Oh, my friends, if you are struggling and you feel pain or trauma, I want you to know that you're not alone, that I have so been there in the depths and I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but just know that I'm sending you so much love. So, so, so much love. And I know that if you're listening to this, you are on the right path. You're leaning into your healing and you're going to figure it out, but it may take some patience. And the beautiful thing about this path, even though it does require patience, is that we are going to learn. I know this from experience. You are going to learn so much about yourself and uncover so many things about yourself that at the end, and please just trust me in this, you are going to appreciate elements of your pain because the tools that you will take away from your experience will be so grand and the new version of who you are going to expand into is going to be such a level up that in my experience, I was so grateful for my pain and trauma. And again, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I don't want you to be in pain, but if we are in pain, then we might as well find the silver lining in it and take that pain and turn it into something beautiful. I know that you have the strength to do this. 
I know because you are human and humans have been overcoming since the beginning of time. So my love, my dear, my friend, my listener, it is in your DNA. It's in your fucking DNA to heal and overcome. You have what it takes. If you're listening to this and you are feeling wide open and ready to heal, I want to encourage you to tell your heart and even say it out loud that you are ready to heal. Say it. I am ready to heal. Show me the way. I'm ready to heal. Show me the way. And I have a feeling that if you do this, opportunities will pop up that will aid in your healing. Maybe it'll be a book recommendation that comes out of nowhere. You know, maybe somebody recommended this podcast to you and you're listening now. And that's the opportunity that just popped up. Maybe it's the name of a fantastic therapist that specializes in your area of pain or another podcast that speaks straight to your heart or a social media post that feels like it cracks open a new level of understanding for you or a movie that makes you feel understood and less alone. We are so wise underneath all of these layers. And I think that when we speak to our heart, when we speak to our souls, they want to help us. God wants to help us. The universe wants to help us. But we have to tell it. We have to tell our hearts what we need. So don't be afraid of asking for help in your healing. And oh, I just, I don't know how to explain it other than to say, I have full confidence that you will be supported and the path will be laid out for you step by step. You may not see the aerial view. You may not know the final destination, but you are loved and you are being supported along the way, especially, especially when you declare what it is that you need help with or what you want. Again, my friends, I think life contains periods of healing that are directly linked to our level of consciousness. And the more conscious we become, the more we will be called to heal from what is preventing our growth. So if you take a step back and look at your pain or your trauma from that perspective, I hope that that will give you hope. You're being called to the next version of yourself. You're being called to level up in some way. You're being called to heal, possibly so that you can go and heal others. I know it can be scary. Oh, I know it can be scary and I've been there and I'm sure that I will face it again. But my friends, inner healing is worth it. And even if it feels like it's taking forever, it won't be forever. So continue down the path. Continue, continue. You have what it takes. You have been listening to the podcast Self-Discovery with me, Jacqueline Steele. For more information or to submit a question, please visit JacquelineSteelInternational.com slash selfdiscoverypod. Or to contact me directly, please reach out to me via Instagram at Jacqueline Steele, and that's J-A-C-L-Y-N-S-T-E-E-L-E. And to watch some super fun video content I'm sharing, please find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash official Jacqueline Steele. I'm doing a challenge right now in the month of February in 2020 to make 20 videos in 29 days. Um, and I'm doing this for a myriad of reasons, which I outline in those videos. But essentially, if you want to get to know me better and know who I really am um, outside of this podcast, then, then please check out those videos. But, ah, may we know who we are so that we can be who we are. 
I wish you light and love and peace. Go be big and brave today, my friends. I'm sending you so much love. And until next time, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.